الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا عن ابن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اذا انزل الله بقوم عذابا اصاب العذاب من كان فيهم ثم بعثوا على اعمالهم صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم بشرف الله respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home we are living in an age in which to protect the iman and to give security to islam and iman becomes a difficult task and someone was talking to me and he described it very well to me he said that the muslims today are walking on a very very thin layer of ice and it is a fact at any time anything can happen with the believer with regards to his islam and iman hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam has mentioned in a hadith and he said this 1400 years ago I always repeat the same thing what I have said to you so that it alhamdulillah it becomes sealed in the heart all the time even in the Quran Hazrat Nuh alayhi salam story is not mentioned once but many times that is the tartib the pattern of the Quran let us take ourselves back 1400 years ago and he said to the companions he said that inna an-nasa qad dakhalu fil islami afwajan he said to the companions that like how you see millions and millions of people that have entered islam that have embraced islam many many people Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said that a time will come that in the very same number they will exit away from Islam they will apostate they will become murtad and turn away from Islam wa sayukhrajuna minhu afwajan and they will come out of Islam also in their many multitudes in their thousands and in their millions like how how many muslims subhanallah today we are 56 muslim countries so many muslims huzur alayhi salatu wassalam has mentioned in the hadith the sign of qiyamah is that millions and millions will leave islam 
And that is not too difficult today, my respected brothers. Subhanallah, it is a blessing that we are living in England. It is a blessing that we are in Leicester. We should pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah give the indigenous people of this country hidayat. That should be our dua. And we should work extremely hard in showing them what Islam is. Good people, subhanallah al-azim, whatever has happened in the past has happened. But nevertheless, when a lot of people come to this country from an Islamic country and when they visit cities like Leicester and some other cities in the north where, mashallah, there is a good concentration of Muslims, you will hear what they have to say. They say to you that we feel that the strength of Islam is much stronger here than even in an Islamic country. Oh, muhawara hai na? Ghar ki murgi dal barabar. Ghar ki murgi dal barabar. Because we are a minority here, we value Islam. And in a lot of Islamic countries, somebody was telling me, Oh, Malisab, the best Ramadan is in India. <laughs> I said to him, how is that? He said, oh, subhanallah. What Ramzan do you people have in England? Ramzan is in India. Possibly. You know, maybe a lot of angels must be there in the month of Ramadan. I said, what do you mean? He says, no, in India, mashallah, when it's Ramadan, all the Muslim children get together and it's a cricket match. And there is a cricket tournament, a match. Each alley is challenging the other alley. So all night after Tarawi, they are playing cricket. And the lights are there and everything, subhanAllah, the boys are enjoying. I said, subhanAllah, subhanAllah, what a beautiful Ramadan it must be. Really must be beautiful. <laughs> Allah Akbar, in this country, we are, alhamdulillah, honored with good scholars. When we don't have these scholars, that is the time we will remember. We are honored with money, good businesses, good homes, good understanding of Islam, good Islamic education. Inshallah, even secular education could be good if the Iman is strong, if you have Taqwa. Everything is good. You can have a tape recorder. And you can use that tape recorder in the right way by listening to Bayan or the Qiraat of the Quran. And you can even abuse that tape recorder by listening to music. So it is entirely up to you. But Allahu Akbar Kabira. Living in this country, it is a blessing. Allah give everyone hidayat. May this beautiful country be, subhanAllah, an Islamic Republic one day. <laughs> it is true meaning. We can make that dua country. Allah give all hidayat, inshaAllah ta'ala. 
But if you go to Muslim countries today, the majority of the people don't even have this clear understanding of what is the Sunnah. Only in some areas where you have scholars, where you have a concentration, where you have, mashallah, the work of Islam going on. But the majority of people don't take pride in adopting the Sunnah way. The teachings of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where Allah says فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدَىٰ فَمَنْ تَبِعَ هُدَىٰ فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَهْزَنُونَ For those who follow the hidayat that comes to them, that is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then they have nothing to fear. وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَهْزَنُونَ Nothing will happen to them. And this is what Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam is telling us. To understand the hadith in its proper meaning, there is another hadith coming to the mind. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Ya'ti ala nasi zamanun a time will come to my ummah. La yabuqa min al-islami illa ismun. Nothing of Islam will remain except for name. Nothing of Islam. So when you have to fill in the forms when they tell you what religion you say, Islam. But nothing of Islam will be inside you. Nothing of the sort. He will not want to follow Islam. Look, seven of you, generally, any. Same story, same story. One very basic sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the time of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een, there was not a single companion without a beard. Without a beard. In fact, it is means sunnanil mursaleen. It is the sunnah from all the prophets that were sent. It is a connection. If we, judge, if we judge all the Muslim leaders by this one sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and if we were to take pictures of all of them, to see who is a Muslim, where is the nur on the face? Ah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, nothing of Islam will be left except for its name. وَلَا يَبْقَى مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ إِلَّا رَسْمٌ And nothing of the Qur'an will remain except for its letters. That is a fact. We don't want guidance from the Qur'an, my respected brothers. Allahu Akbar. Sitting here, just here, in this masjid. Alhamdulillah, Allah bless us all. But it's so nice to see that so many people come from different masajid different areas. What has happened to our local community? They are resting in peace. What are they doing? Resting in peace. And that is the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When one does not appreciate then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pushes them out. Clear the way. For there are other Muslims who will come. Subhanallah, Subhanallah. 
If you haven't got the time to clean the Haramain and Sharifain, then get away. The Pakistanis will come and the Indians will come and the Bangladeshis will come and they will become Dallas and they will clean the Haramain and Sharifain. If you can't do it, others will come. But nothing stops my respected brothers. Life continues. وَلَا يَبْخَى مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ إِلَّا رَسْمٌ Nothing of the Qur'an will remain except for its letters. Allahu Akbar. That is the time that we are living in. SubhanAllah. And it is a shame when we hear that some of the adults, Muslims, they have a command over the English language. They could read and write the English language, they could read any newspaper and even take mistakes out. But they can't read the Quran with that fluency. Isn't that tragedy? It's tragic, isn't it, my respectable? We have lost that practice of reciting the Quran. Once we leave Madrasa, it's all gone. That is why every day should be a habit to read the Quran and make the Quran perfect. Recitation should be. Perfect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the Quran, the, the, the tawfiq to make amal on what has been said. Rabbi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Nasha'a yattakhizoon al-Qur'ana mazameer. One of the signs of qiyamah is that people will want to incorporate the recitation of the Quran with musical instruments. Nusrat Fatih Ali Khan is a typical example. I'm not saying that about the Qur'an, but generally we as Muslims especially who come from the subcontinent feel that, oh, Qawali is okay. Qawali is okay. And there's another thing also, Qawali, ghazals. That's right. Qawali is okay and also ghazals is okay. It's got good meaning. So Qawali is good. Why? The name of Allah comes, the name of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes, the name of Hazrat Ali comes, that is Allahu Akbar, the worst guna you can do. Taking something that is haram to be halal and disrespecting the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and disrespecting the name of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is why so many new nazams in Urdu, in the English language, are out in the market. And what was jayiz was just the one side duff. The one side duff. That was jayiz. That is sabit. That when Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam came, Madinatul Munawara, the young boys and girls that were there, they were playing the traditional duff. And there is just one side hitting it on an angle and it makes noise. That is jayat. But slowly, slowly we hear from dust, you've got this musical instruments and gadgets coming into it. And our sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that. Gunaya kabira, my respected brothers. Listening to music, Allah Akbar, one becomes a hypocrite. One becomes a munafik. The heart feels, these are not my words, my respected brothers. Don't take it hard. Don't feel bad. It is a fact. These are the words of Rahmatul Alameen. Hazrat Nabi Kareem 
صلى الله عليه وسلم الغناء ينبت النفاق في القلب the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said that music makes you a hypocrite نفاق it is the tool of the shaitan he invites people by music he invites people that is why when people go berserk when this Nusrat Fatali Khan is there and Allah Akbar and people go into this trance why? what is there any words in, new words coming out from him? no it is the music it is this addiction it is a drug that controls you subhanallah that is why to create ikhlas the first thing Islam does is it abolishes any form of artificial ways of inviting people and that is music you come to the house of Allah with ikhlas as I told you earlier on there was no such thing as piano in the church but you don't have a congregation there is no congregation then what do you have? you have a, a choir, a group of people singing now in the church and every other place of worship because there is no ikhlas, there is no power, everything is dead the only thing that is alive is the deen of Islam and that is under threat that is why we have to protect our young generation the young Muslims that are here, subhanallah to give them the right understanding of Islam Asallallahu alayhi wa sallam said وَكَثْرَةُ الشُّرْدُ one of the signs of Qayyama is that they will there will be an increase on the number of policemen police many many police وَكَثْرَةُ الشُّرْدُ imagine 1400 years ago 1400 سال پہلے آپ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کا یہ فرمانہ صحابہ کو کہ ایک زمانہ آئے گا کہ پولیس بڑھ جائے گی آرمی بڑھ جائے گی بڑھ جائے گی imagine the level of iman the companions had they accepted everything what Huzur alayhi salam said and today it is a fact foreign troops in foreign countries foreign troops in foreign countries troops in, in areas that you can't even imagine وَكَثْرَةُ should mention 1400 years ago by Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alayhi wa sallam said إِنَّ مِنْ أَشْرَاتِ السَّاعَةِ one of the signs of Qayyama is أَنْ يَتَضَافَعَ أَهْلُ الْمَسْجِدِ that it will be time for namaz one o'clock everybody will be there in the masjid أَنْ يَتَضَافَعَ أَهْلُ الْمَسْجِدِ there is no imam not that <laughs> I might not be there but believe me Maha Dao is always there Alhamdulillah uh, but I don't mean we don't pray namaz eh? don't even let the shaitan you know wander and play with the mind Astaghfirullah but the sign of Qiyamah there is no imam meaning to say there will be no qualified people at that time to go on the musalla people will be looking at each other Umar will say to Idris, Idris two namaz parani Idris will say to Umar, that's two namaz parani Allah Akbar Everybody will be looking at each other Wait, half namaz parani You got a beard, mashallah, no you because no no but I haven't got a beard but you know how to read the Quran Ayyata dafa'a Eh dusri ko dhaka de rehe Now don't perform the namaz La yajidun imaman They will not find an imam Ayyu salli bihim So that they could lead the congregational prayer which Allah has made for them. These are signs. Okay, not in Leicester. Go up north. 
Go to Scotland. Go to so many areas. Go south of England. Go to America. Go to Europe, some areas. There is, you have a mosque, you have an Ibadat Khana, and Namaz is supposed to be at one o'clock. The Muazzin is there, one or two people are there, they are still waiting. Maybe we can have some more people. Maybe we'll have the Hafizab coming in and he will read the Salah. Maybe somebody will come. These are the signs of Qiyam. Perfectly put to us 1400 years ago. Everything is there, my respectables. Our Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, one of the signs of Qiyamah is that there will be a lot of noise in the masjid. People will be talking. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gives us the tawfiq that we honor and respect the house of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. As mentioned in the last session, we are living in the shadow of Dajjal and in the shadow of Yajuj and Majuj. On the topic of Yajuj and Majuj, one thing we must remember, my respected brothers and elders, that though the Dajjal that is mentioned in the Hadith and Yajuj and Majuj, the community of Yajuj and Majuj is not one man like Dajjal. Yajuj is an Ummah, is Makhluk and Mawag, Majuj is also the Ummah. And Insaniyat, it is they are the Panu Adam, descendants of Adam alayhi salatu wassalam. It is makhluk, insan. It is the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Though at this minute in time, the Jal is not visible, Yajuj and Majuj is not visible. But there is no denial that the system of the Jal and the system of Yajuj and Majuj is employed everywhere. The two are interconnected. Yajuj, Majuj and Dajjal. They will come in their own times. Wasallam, when he went for Mi'raj, he made ziyarat of all the prophets that were there, Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. He met Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam and he said to Ibrahim, do you know being Abul Anbiya, the father of all the prophets, the time when Qiyamah will come, the last hour, Ibrahim alayhi salam said to him, no, that is only the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He met the great Musa alayhi salatu wassalam Kalimullah. And he asked Musa alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam replied in the same way. He said, that is in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he met Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam, Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam said the same, same thing but a little extra. He said, the day of Qiyamah, the last hour is only in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but Allah has promised me that He will send me back as an Ummati, as your follower, as an Ummati of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and I will have to complete Two missions. Two missions. Mission with regards to the Jal and the second mission connected to Yajuj and Majuj. Both in the time of Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam and Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam will be accompanied by the Amir of the believers at that time, Hazrat Imam. Mahdi radiallahu ta'ala and, and he said that 
آئی ول کل دجال حضرت عیسیٰ علیہ سلاد وسلام ول کل دجال وین ہی کمس اٹ از کوائٹ فنی ان سیکنگ مائی ریسپیکٹ برز دیٹ رو دجال از دا گریٹسٹ مجیشین ایون مور پاورفل دین فراؤن But in his nature, he also fears death. Why does he fear death? Why? Can anyone answer me? Why would he fear death? Because his connection is with the, with the Jews. The Jal, the Jal ka ta'allu kis ke saath hai? Yahudi ke saath hai. He himself will be a Jew. He will be a Jew and it is the fitrat, the natural path with what the Quran is saying that those who fear death are the Jews. They fear death. One will die, Allah That is declared in the Quran. And he himself is from the progeny of Judaism. And he fears death in such a way as that Isa alayhi salatu wasalam said to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasalam that when he sees me, he will dissolve like how salt dissolves in water. That is the fear he will have when he sees me. Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam will kill him at the gate of Lud. And then he said to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasalam, the great Mujahideen that will be with me at that time and Imam Mahdi, we will be giving glad tidings to each other that MashaAllah your maqam is in Jannat is this, your maqam in Jannat is this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that time will inform Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Not by the means of wahi. Because Khatamun Nabiyyin is Nabiyya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam but by kash by inspiration in the heart Allah will inform him that after the jal I have released a community that no one in this world can defeat them no one in this world not in their thousands but in their millions my respected brothers And that is Yajuj and Majuj. In the hadith of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it is said that every Yajuj that dies leaves another 1,000 Yajuj. And every Majuj that dies leaves another 1,000 Majuj behind him. They still have to come. Extremely, extremely strong very very powerful physically power will be given to them that is mentioned in the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa as I said to you that the real Yajuj and Majuj are still to come the Jal is still to come but we are in the shadow of Yajuj and Majuj and the Jal how Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said to Hazrat Zainab bint Jahsh radiyallahu ta'ala anha How is Hazrat Zainab bint Jash related to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? She is the? She is the? Zee bole. 
she's a, she's the wife. She's the wife. किस तरीके से पूछता हूं ना तो याद रहेगा वन विल रिमेम्बर इनशाला None should be worshipped except for Allah. None should be worshipped except for Allah. As Zainab bint Jahsh radiyallahu ta'ala anha stayed quiet. Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to her, Oh, unto the Arabs of the danger that has come close to the Arabs. Oh, unto the Arabs of the danger that has come close to the Arabs. She stayed quiet. Wasallam said to her that I can see a hole has been opened up in the wall of Yajuj and Majuj. Wasallam's miracle and mu'ajizah that he was in Madinatul Munawwara and he could see this and he saw it clearly. He said I can see the wall being opened up and he Uh, closed up the index finger with the thumb like this and he said this is how much of the hole has been made in that part of the area where yajuj and majuj have been sealed off and this is woe unto the arabs this hadith is an indication explaining to us that the system of yajuj and majuj and the system of dajjal has been exposed to everyone from the time and in fact before the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam though the real Dajjal and Yajuj and Majuj have to come later on in their own time Hazrat Zainab bin Tijash radiallahu ta'ala said to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam O Prophet of Allah will we be destroyed even whilst pious people are amongst us and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that yes when shar overpowers khair when evil takes over goodness that is the time even whilst good and pious people are amongst you you will be destroyed about this wall the history of this wall where yajuj and majuj have been locked up and sealed off going back to the last session if you remember Three questions were put forward to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by the scholars, Jewish scholars. One was Ashab-e-Kahf, the young men who took refuge in the cave. Ruh and Zulkarnayn. But the target of the question was something else. They wanted information of Dajjal and they wanted information of Yajuj and Majuj. And the Jews have been waiting for Dajjal from day one. Why? Because they will take Masihud Dajjal to be a king, the real, the Masih which is of Khair, not the false Masih, the true Masih. Because in their books, as explained, two Masih were going to come. 
One is Hazrat Masih Isa alayhi salam and one is Masihud Dajjal, both Masih. That is why it is in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah chose Isa alayhi salam to kill the false Masih. The true Masih will assassinate and kill the false Masih, showing and declaring to the whole world that you are waiting for this Masih and you took him to be the true Masih. The true Masih was Hazrat Isa alayhi salam and Allah is so merciful that He will still give a chance to the Christians to repent when they see Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu That is why Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam will come and He will kill Masihud Dajjal. And I won't talk about Yajud and Majud, how they will die inshallah in their own times. So the target of the question was that they wanted to know about Dajjal when he is going to come, what information Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has about Dajjal. And they asked about Zulkarnain, they wanted full information of Yajuj and Majuj. And that information is given to us in the Quran. In Surah Al-Kahf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned three journeys of Zulkarnain. Qarn means horns, horns. And remember, don't mix up Alexander the Great with Zulkarnain. Zulkarnain was a great Buzruk, he was the Wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people say that Alexander the Great was, he believed in the oneness of God. Wallahu alam, Allah knows best. But it is said that Alexander the Great also had two horns. He would wear something which had two horns. And even the, the coins at that time, pictured Alexander the Great with two horns. That is why, uh, historically, two horns are symbolic to power and pride. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, Zul Karnayn. Karn means horn and the Karn also means two ages. Possibly Zul Karnayn's mission is connected to two times, one in his era and one when Yajuj and Majuj when they come out, that is why he is known as Zulqarnain, but knowledge is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Three journeys are mentioned. The first journey in the Quran is Maghrib al-Shams, where the sun sets. That is the first journey. Maghrib al-Shams. The second journey is Maghli al-Shams. This is the Fasahat and the Balagat, the power of the Quran, how it describes everything. Where the sun sets, and where the sun rises. And the third destination, Hatta Iza Balagha Baina Saddain, is where Hazrat Zulqarnain radiallahu ta'ala met a group of people. The Quran says that the third journey is that he came between two mountains, a valley, and on the side two mountains. When he got there with his massive army, حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ بَيْنَ السَّدَّيْنِ وَجَدَ مِن دُونِهِمَا قَوْمًا There was a community there. لَا يَكَادُونَ يَفْقَهُونَ قَوْلًا Hazrat Zulqarnain could not communicate with the people there. They could not understand Zulqarnain رضي الله تعالى and he could not communicate. But in the army of Hazrat Zulqarnain, he had everyone prepared. They spoke many, many languages until he found someone that could communicate with the people, the tribe that was living there. 
and they said to Hazrat Zulqarnain, Qalu ya Zulqarnain, O Zulqarnain, inna ya'juja wa ma'juja mufsiduna fil ard, shall we pay a tribute in order that you might erect a barrier between us and ya'juj and ma'juj that come out from this valley. Allahu Akbar, imagine with a massive army and with the power that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to ya Zulqarnain, all Hazrat Zulqarnain had to say to the people at that time is that no, I don't have to erect a, a ba barrier for you. I will fight Yajuj and Majuj. He had a massive army. Like I said to you in the last session that he was the superpower of the time. He could take on Yajuj and Majuj. But even Hazrat Zulqarnain knew that Zulqarnain with his powerful army did not have that capacity to compete with Yajuj and Majuj. Yajuj and Majuj were too powerful, very, very strong. That is why he agreed with the people and he said that, I don't want no money from you. I don't want money. I don't want your gold and your silver. Better than your tribute is that what my Lord, what my Allah has given me. And he said, all I want from you is your labor power, your men, help me, a barrier that will block them coming to you. And what does Hazrat Zulqarnain do at that time? Atuni Zubur al-Hadid, this is mentioned in the Quran. He said to the people, bring me blocks of iron, blocks of iron, a very hard ayat of the Quran to translate in the English language. Atuni Zubur al-Hadid, bring me blocks of iron, hatta iza sawa bayna salafain qal al-fukhu, then when he evened up the two mountain sides, he blocked it up with, with iron blocks, leveled it up to the height of the mountain, then he said blow on it until when he had built it up into a fire, then he said to the people, bring me molten copper, molten copper and I shall pour it thereon. The Mufassirun have mentioned that molten copper prevents rust. Prevents from rust. That is why Hazrat Zulkarnain said, give me molten copper. And that is mentioned in the, in the Quran. This way, they neither managed to climb over it, nor were they able to tunnel through it. So you have two mountains, you have blocks of iron, and molten copper liquid that has blocked everything. They can't go through, it's too strong, Allah does not wish for them to go through and they can't climb on top. Subhanallah, and they are sealed off. After that, Hazrat Zulqarnain, what does he say? Hadha rahmatun min rabbi. He said, this is the mercy from my Lord. Exactly what Hazrat Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam said, when the Ifrit put the arsh of Bilqis from Yemen in front of Hazrat Sulaiman alayhi salam, what did he say? هذا من فضل ربي هذا رحمة that this is the mercy of Allah 
subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why after every blessing, my respected brothers, one must never forget. Always say to the minimum, Alhamdulillah. It is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this will happen. Insha'Allah ta'ala, this will happen. He said, Qala hadha rahmatun Rabbi, that this is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he said, فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعَدُ Rabbi." But when the promise of my Lord comes, جَعَلَهُ Then this wall will also come down. وَكَانَ وَعَدُ Rabbi And the promise of my Lord is ever true. So Yajuj and Majuj have been blocked up and this is the khidmat done by Hazrat Zulkarnayn Rabi Allahu Ta'ala but in the Quran it is mentioned that when the right time comes فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعَدُ رَبِّي the gate will come down Allahu Akbar Kabira and that will be in the time of Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam but the system of Yajuj and Majuj is still there in the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to Adam alayhi salam, who will go to And that Adam alayhi salatu wa salam will see a group of people there. And he will say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how many are to go to Jannah and how many are to go to Jahannam? From everything what I have said, one must remember that Allahul Ghuyub, all knowledge is only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Knowledge is given from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through revelation or through inspiration. Adam on the day of Qiyamah will say, how many people will go to Jannah, how many will go to Jahannam? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to Adam salam, from every thousand, nine hundred and ninety-nine in Jahannam and one in Jannah. 999 will be from Yajuj and Majuj. Meaning to say that irrespective of you being a Christian or a Hindu or, or a Jew or any other person, if you don't follow the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or if you don't follow the Tartib of Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam, then you have adopted the system of Kufr, and the system of Kufr is the system of Yajuj and Majuj. So whatever you are, 999 will be Kufar who will go to Jahannam, and one will be from the Ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So we can imagine how many they will be in numbers when they come by respected brothers. The real Yajuj and Majuj. That is why if we get an opportunity we should travel to Mongolia. Where? Mongolia. An Arab scholar who's written a book, Yajuj and Majuj. He says that basically these people live round in this area. Mongolia. Allahu Alam. This is 
his research and his study. Knowledge is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of the scholars have even said that the, the great wall of China was built because of Yajuj and Majuj. They were making trouble on the other side of the wall. That is why at that time this great wall of China was made. That is what some of the scholars who have written thesis on the subject of Yajuj and Majuj have mentioned this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a topic. We just have two more minutes for Adhan. Inshallah ta'ala we will continue on the subject of Yajuj and Majuj. What happens when they come out? What will happen to the believers? And what will be the end of Yajuj and Majuj? وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك من رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من غضبك والنار سمعنا وأطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا رحمة الله